You know, we're talking about staycations. If you haven't booked your staycation yet, you may want to ASAP because I know gas is expensive, but how's this for a sign that things are not getting better anytime soon at Pearson? According to the unions representing people that work at the airport, airport screeners nationwide are being offered a bonus if they don't take time off this summer because they've got a labor shortage. That includes sick days, we're hearing. Dave Flowers joins the show now. He's with one of the unions uh, that represents airport workers at Pearson. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me on this morning. So, Dave, who specifically do you represent? Uh, we represent the uh, the Garda workers in Ontario, and we represent all the allied workers in the province of British Columbia. Perfect. So we're talking about your people here because uh, Garda World are the third party that is hired by Canadian Air Transport Security Authority to do the work at the airports. They do the screening. Uh, you know, they ask us to remove our shoes and walk through the, uh, the, the screening gate, and wave the wand and such and look at our bags. So what exactly are you being offered or your workers being offered by uh, CATSA? So yeah, so CATSA is the governing body that looks over the third parties, and uh, and we've been you know we've been on them for quite some time to take an active role in this as we want to be uh, the third parties to be held ac- accountable. Well, what they've done right now is they've created something that they've called, uh, and this is not just for our union specific; it's for all the screeners across country, uh, which involve many other unions as well too. Uh, they call it the Summer Attendance Incentive Program which will, I guess, in essence, uh, pay members $200 a week uh, plus $500 a month if they have complete perfect attendance. Uh, this, uh, you know, this program will run for a total of 12 weeks, so they say, throughout the summer. Now, what that, what that means, per se, is that uh, you, you need 100% perfect attendance. This means even include booked vacation time must be cancelled, sick time must be cancelled, and all other statutory protected leaves must be cancelled. Um, if they're one minute late, they don't qualify. So it, it's it's nice that they're they're trying to focus on this, and this specifically will deal with what they perceive as attendance issues. But this doesn't retain the employees, and this doesn't uh, uh, help us uh, in any long term fix. Apparently, this bonus will be paid out uh, three months later in a lump sum. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, that's what we're hearing as well, too. Yeah. Okay. And and, so- I mean, and we would. And, and I go, so the, the incentive plan is, is going to help with absenteeism. Well, that's what they, they hope. But um, we would rather see focus on, like, fair pay equality across the board and attention to working conditions as opposed to trying to uh, push an already overworked and overstressed workforce to not taking a single day off throughout the summer. Sure, because then you're risking burnout which is not good, especially when you're talking about people handling security at an airport. I mean, this is a really important position. That's why uh, the government has hired, um, I think it's what, 800 and something, 850 almost uh, people, 865 new new recruits in the pipeline, but it could take months for them to train. And then you have to vet them very carefully. So that um, doesn't mean that we're going to get all of these security guards uh, anytime soon or, you know, security personnel at our airports anytime soon. You really have to take care of the ones you have. Now, if you're not taking sick days off, odds are people are going to come in sick. And what happens with something that's highly transmissive? It spreads. What's the fear like around workers that they're going to get sick now from other workers who are incentivized by this offer? 
Well, that the, you're, I'm glad you said all of that, Kelly. Thank you very much for saying that. And, and thank you on behalf of our members for, for identifying how important their role is, because I think sometimes that's lost. That we know the importance of our workers and what they do to protect our skies and our borders. Um, yeah, there's a definite concern around the membership um, for exactly what you've just said, for all reasons. A, um, there's greater chance of uh, mistakes and failure when you're tired and you're working constantly through. And again, this, this is talking about even taking vacation time away. Had you even booked vacation time via your seniority in order to qualify for this, in order to make a fair living wage, you've got to cancel that in order to have 100% perfect attendance throughout this, uh, these months in the summer. So um, yeah, there's, and then there's definitely a worry of those who maybe not are in, in, incentivized by this program, but come to work regularly and, uh, and would worry about uh, any, future, any future strains that come on. Yeah, it's 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 scary. So now when you talk about a living wage, um, is that are we seeing security uh, personnel that are not being paid an appropriate amount? And um, would a bump of 200 bucks a week bring them up to a living wage? Is this something that would, you know, people would like it on a permanent basis? Well, I mean, listen, I, we're not bargaining in the media, but at the end of the day, their their wages is, is below living standards in both the cities of Vancouver and Toronto, that's for sure. And in order to even get this top rate, you've got to put in a lot of years and you've got to, uh, you've got to be fully qualified. So, and you've got to be full-time and not part-time. So there's, there's different levels to, to even trying to attain what they consider top wage. So, but even for those people, um, you know, now in order to get $200 more a week, like the program itself, and I don't want to, I don't want to just totally, um, be negative on everything. It's nice to see that Cass is actually, you know, paying some attention to this and, and mm-hmm. focusing on this and trying to work with it. So I need to give credit where credit's due. It's, it's nice that they focused on this, but we really need them to focus in the proper way. Um, and, and this wouldn't bring everybody up to a living wage, but this is obviously something that people who are living below living wage would, would really need to get. So, yeah. Well, asking for a perfect attendance record seems, in my opinion, pretty irresponsible during a pandemic. You know, I get it if you're incentivizing coming to work when you're not sick. And if you could maybe incentivize, okay, take your vacation at a different time. We really need you right now. We're willing to give you a bonus. But that's the part that makes me a lot nervous, um, especially when we're talking about the fact that vaccinated travelers, unvaccinated travelers right now are going to be allowed to start traveling again. So this labor shortage, how bad is it in security? And can we, are we, is it realistic to look at, at the end of these 12 weeks, this incentive period? Is it realistic to look that we'll look at uh, the idea that we might fully be uh, running at, at, at our full potential or full staffing? Well, I heard, I heard stats, and I mean, we're trying to run our own stats, but it's hard because it's, it's spread over different unions. I heard stats that we were still about 2,000 down to where we were pre-COVID, a 1,500 to 2,000 down, and that's excluding what they're attempting to hire. We'll see what retains through that, but loosening restrictions is, is great for speeding up the lines, and it will help with that. I'm, I'm convinced of that, but it will also mean more travelers, yeah. right? Because now you're opening the door to uh, more people being able to travel, and I'm sure just as the pent-up travel demands were for everybody else, there's going to be that for the unvaccinated who are now able to get on a plane. So um, all you're doing is you're, you're loosening restrictions to speed up the lines, but you're adding more people to the line. So uh, at the end of 12 weeks, I mean, it remains to be seen because, again, this only, this only identifies what they, what they perceive as an attendance issue. So this is 
to help with any attendance mm-hmm. problems they have in, in increasing. But our main issue has always been uh, work retention, keeping people. Um, and, and, and it's been hard to keep our members there, especially when if you're, if you're pre-screened or sorry, if you're, uh, if you've got transportation clearance, that you're a commodity to other, uh, to other businesses in the airline industry, you're already halfway there. So there, what do you mean? Like Dave, who's stealing your workers? Oh, everybody at the airport. I mean, it's, it's become, it's become a place where, uh, you know, everybody is offering 50 or 75 cents more, whatever, an hour to try and pull the other people over. So it's become a bidding war and, People that have transportation clearance already are weeks ahead of the game, and mm-hmm. and and would obviously. So, be- but like, can you get specific with this? I know, like, you know, what other roles are they that there that uh, people in security are jumping ship for? It's not so so much security; it's the airline industry, right? Okay. Like the, the airline industry is, you know, it's not just exclusive to screeners. There's a shortage in workplace all over uh, the yeah. airport. We represent uh, all, a lot of airlines at the airport as well, too. So we're seeing those staff shortages there too, as well. Um, but but they're at least trying to uh, incite other people to come to them uh, based on uh, different things that they they know might retain them, attract and retain them. Whereas these agencies haven't done that, and and now that they've made a, a, an attempt to fix this, um, their attempt to fix this is is instead of offering fair wages across to see if they can entice people to come and stay, they're they're focusing on an attendance issue um, to uh, to just keep the people there 100% yeah, of the bodies. time. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And that's not great for, you know, your mental health. You need and to take risks, a couple of days off. Mistakes too. It risks mistakes too. Yeah, which I do not want when I'm getting onto a plane. When you're talking about security guards, you do not want anybody making mistakes. Uh, it's, it's an important job. Can I ask you about uh, the fact that we're removing the vaccine requirement? This doesn't mean we're removing, removing the ArriveCan app. How important is it to get rid of that? As far as uh, clearing the backlog, um, well, again, for the the cats issue, those issues are separate. For for just regular passenger travel, I mean, we're, we've we've traveled in the past pre-COVID, and 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 although um, there's always been sometimes with staffing issues, things worked. So I believe if you if you get rid of those uh, those requirements that are causing a lot of bottleneck, and and I don't know if you've traveled, but I've traveled recently, and and I saw a lot of people that uh, didn't have that. Uh, arrive can app so this is just from a personal perspective didn't have that arrive can app and that definitely causes a few minutes per person and you've seen the lineups there so if you add a few minutes per person uh, that don't that haven't uh, already pre-done it you can you can add up that time to cause quite a delay dave thanks so much for joining us i really appreciate your time today kelly thanks for having me on have a great day dave flowers is president of district 140 at the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers at the airport.